Listeners out there in the Dutch Hall universe, they go through their life every day just, you know, trying to be an honest citizen, trying to, like, uh, you know, just get by. They got drugs in their pocket. Drugs in your pocket. And sometimes they're thinking to themselves, they're thinking, you know, what would it be like to chase a dragon? You know? What would it be like to ride the snake? What would it be like to, like, trip out into a different universe just for a fucking moment, you Ooh. know? Well, maybe we had two guests in here today that maybe have done that, right? We brought him in from Hamilton, Ontario. We got Matt Ferguson. No applause. And we got creepy Uncle Dan. Dan T. Peters is here. Hello. Daniel, Woo. hello. Let's dive into their minds. Mm. You know how we start it. Theme song. Welcome everybody to Pine Grove, Ontario, to the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, I believe. Hell yes. We are live from the Dutch Hall. Live. And we are the greatest podcast for a reason, because of the greatest band in podcast history. The Nocturnal Emissions is in the house. All right. Comprised of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Facebook. On the Calhoun or Calhoun, whatever it's called. Calhoun. Calhoun. <laughs> Michael Bowe is here. Hello there. Also, beside him, I don't know why he's here. <laughs> this is not one of his scheduled meetings. I can only assume that he's quit his job, that he's left his life behind, and he's dedicated himself to the exploits of this show. Dave the Rooster Charters is here. Plucking that sweet bass, really the guy carrying the whole song to open the show. Whiskey Wes Hagen's up here for him. All right. On that egg shaker, the man hobbled in here with two badly broken ankles. He's our band leader. Or no, he's not. He's our bartender. He's my brother, and he's our bus driver. Paul Van Dyke is here. Hey, all right. And we already heard about our guests. I introduced them already. We know who it is. It's Matt Ferguson and Dante Peters. Yeah, yeah. And I'm your host, 
Yes, two you are. Times. Two times. President's Club Award winner. Pete Van Dyke. Jokes in the pocket. <laughs> it's time for See? Peter. It's time for Peter to talk. It's and the show get time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome everybody. That's where the show gets boring, and the uh, and and the uh, Facebook Live shuts off. That's what way we did it today, because we didn't want anyone to see the boring part of the show, right? They have to. No. They have to listen to that part. They have to listen to that part. <laughs> they have to invest their whole day with us. We just want them to see the big fuck up at the start. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it was great. They got to see behind the scenes because that's all cut out, right, Dave? It's real footage. Right. I don't know if I cut it out or not. I don't know what I did at the beginning of that. <laughs> We don't know where the evening's we'll going to go. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow what I put on the air. Hey, Charters. Yeah. And uh, Steve. Yeah, man. Talk to me. You have, <coughs> oh, puberty. Oh, puberty. Puberty again. <laughs> you have uh, many children amongst you, right? That's correct. And uh, you just uh, chalked, uh, the, you set them up in like costumes. Mm-hmm. You put them out into the general public to go beg for candy, right? Yes, right. sir. I know you did it, both of you. Right, and then they ate it all. Right? Oh yeah, they or, ate a lot of it. And uh, what happened to them? Did they did they change them at all? Uh, did they get a fix <laughs> from it? Sophia puked her guts out the next morning. <laughs> didn't go. To, didn't go to school. Oh, I shouldn't laugh. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And Jonah broke his tooth on a lollipop yesterday. <laughs> Had to get that fixed today. He chipped his teeth. So, two really? casualties. Fifty percent, I guess. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not a bad one. You got. That's why you have so many. Yeah. Because you know there's going to be some of them that go down. That's right. Right? And a Halloween tragedy. Two came out unscathed. <laughs> <laughs> just ate it, just plowed away, eh? Oh, yeah. Just, just, or maybe their pace was more, or they're more experienced. It's probably, yeah, a bit of both, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm savvy with what they do with their Halloween candy. My brother and I, when we used to go Halloween to trick or treating, uh, I remember Paul. We would have he would have his uh, candy and he'd come home he'd eat it on the way home I think the bag was empty <laughs> by the time he got home and uh, I would squirrel mine away until like uh, Christmas you know so I knew I'd get more candy at Christmas so I'd be able to squirrel my Halloween candy till Christmas and then Christmas would get me to Easter you know what, you know what I mean I know what you mean <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then the su- and then summertime was the drought. Right. I had no candy, no, no, no candy there. Drew hot, especially yeah, Drew hot. You can't get those Easter cream eggs and make it through August. No, they right. melt down. They melt down. Put and that's bullshit. Got to put them in the freezer. So we had, had last week. What do we have to update anybody on the show? What happened in the last week? Anybody? Any anything important? We had a Halloween party. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, Success. we had. We had a Halloween party, and it was uh, it was no Van Dyke Party Services involved with that. Yeah, I didn't hire him this time, but uh, many members were involved. Yes, and I think it was still the key to the success of that party. Yeah, I think what we were doing, uh, we were getting a feel for some uh, future customers. Yeah, we, we we did a test run. Yeah, test run, just getting our feet wet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> when you're doing a show like to an empty uh, uh, theater, you know, you're yeah. just trying like a dress rehearsal. A dry run. Yeah. Except it wasn't very dry at all. No, it wasn't dry at all. No, I think it was, it was very a, wet. Yeah, it was a great success. Wet yeah. How'd, it was how'd, a wet. Your, how'd your playlist work out that you were working on? Turned out great. Oh, good. It turned out great from what I hear. Awesome. You know what, what else? What happened was a hard disco party in the uh, hot tub room, mm. which is not uh, much bigger than the Dutch Hall, maybe smaller. Oh, uh, you're. Yeah, it's, and it's uh, things uh, turned, there were strobe lights and whatnot. <laughs> I didn't even know my house had that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it got a bit weird. I remember. <laughs> it was weird. Your bandmate, Murr, was like very upset. He wanted to play something different. And you're like, look at all the women dancing. Yeah, it's awesome. There's like hot girls dancing. Why don't you just let them dance? And he's like, because the music sucks. <laughs> and you say, you have to suck it up for right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, you do have to suck it up when the when the girl's asses are moving. You have yeah. to listen to that. Yeah. That's what I always think. It's party rule number one. It's like Found- going to a country bar. Yeah. yeah, country bars are awesome because even though the music's terrible, everybody's great. Yeah, the girls are great in yeah. there. They want to dance. They don't care. And even the you get the big fat girls and you dance with big fat girls. I, I always think that's fun. It's just they're having a great time. You can make some girl in like a wedding gown with like a dick hat or something like that on a bassinet. Yeah, night. do sweet moves off the stage. Yeah, that's a good time out. <laughs> Try the splits. It's a country coming Doesn't out of me. Hurt. I hate the music. I hate the music altogether. Like riding the bull, though. Yeah, but the bull's fun, yeah. isn't it? Good time. Yeah, they didn't know how to party, those yeah. guys. Yeah. That's what I would look at it. Anyways, we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have to get to our guests. 
because we have these guys. These guys came all the way down from Hamilton, and uh, you know, before we get to them, we do one segment we call feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on either of our Amazon banners, uh, I hope the American one is working because we have an American listener who said they're going to be buying a... uh, a dildo on there oh. is what they told me. Oh, my. Hopefully it's an expensive one. Yeah, and they said they wanted to see if I, if I could see it come up because I told them I could <laughs> see what purchases are made, you know? So this woman said she's going to buy a dildo, and she wants to see if it would come up on there. If you want to see it come up, you don't need a dildo. What? Oh. This is I all I get, Dave. Look at this. I'm in a... I'm in a room with my wife, and I got to sit here. I, this, a, a girl tells me she's going to buy a dildo. That's a thrill of my lifetime, you know? <laughs> That's what I get. It's still within the rules, right, Jane? Right? Within the rules? I have not committed any sort of crime against the agreement I made under, in church, under God, or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, it's not you buying the dildo. Just trying yeah. to make a couple bucks. But this girl's buying something because of my show. She's buying something she's going to put in her pussy. <laughs> and I did that for her. I did that for her. Right? Too bad you didn't make the money every time she put it in her pussy. Yeah. Just when she bought it. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Like, <laughs> every time. Yeah, like a royalty. Yeah, you'd be rich. Oh, <laughs> my God. That would be the best. Like one of those, like, stepometers just, like, pumped into her pussy, and every time we would get a nickel. Yeah. A fit dick. Yeah, fit dick. <laughs> yeah. Fit dick. Oh, that's oh. cool. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> fit dick. We're gonna, I'm going to make that. Oh, yeah. A Dutch Hall fit dick. <laughs> we're gonna, that's what we'll have. We're merch. Just a Dutch Hall fit dick. <laughs> just pump that in your pussy, and every time it'll just like it'll trash. It'll, it'll, it'll right. be like Canada Post does for stamps. Now you don't really get a stamp. They just count it, you know. And then afterwards, I'll, I'll send you a, ch- a bill. Like taking the four hundred seven. Yeah. yeah, like taking yeah. the four hundred seven. Once you go right. so far, it's got a transponder in it. If you get a transponder <laughs> in your clitoris, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good deal. That's a great deal. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> you know what? I think we're late on it, but maybe for Christmas of 2017. Dragon's Den. You got to go on. Yeah, it. Dragon's Den. Pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> the fit dick. Oh, this is a great idea. Let's just cancel the show and start making fit dicks. <laughs> All right. Sharing them. Well, that's from Amazon, so you can go to the, click on the Amazon banner. It's also by, brought to you by Van Dyke Party Services, which is... Uh, you know, we just talked a little bit about it. If Van Dyke Party Service is brought to you by CleanFlow, uh, if you like to, if you're having an occasion, let's say you're just having a regular old occasion, like what's what's going on this time of year? A leaf raking day party. Remembrance Day party? Oh my goodness gracious! Yes, <laughs> you're going down to the cenotaph. You're going down. I don't, to I don't think this is. A, I don't think we should do this. Yeah, let's do this one. <laughs> We're going down to the cenotaph. Remembrance <laughs> Day, cenotaph. right? And we're just gonna go honor the great soldiers, but you know what? It's a bit dry. It's a bit it's people a somber. Seem, people seem sad. Somber. That's right. Afterwards, maybe you need attention release. What you what this place could use is between five and twenty nine Van Dyke first cousins. That's right. Hire Van Dyke Party Services. Just give us an email at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail dot com, and we will send between five and twenty nine Van Dyke cousins to your event, no matter what it is. And I guarantee you're going to have the time of your life. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll, we'll return your $100. But those expenses have already run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. <laughs> and thank you to our friends at Clean Flow. Big things in the works from them. Big things in the works from Clean Flow. They, we've been working on a surprise for all you Should guys. Should we tell them we had the beatbox going in here today? Oh, yes. Thank you for the... Yeah. The, uh, yeah. They send the, the, our sponsor sent us a big... Uh, what is it called? A sound Bluetooth logic. speaker. A big, yeah. And it uh, ends up... It works great because the band used it today. It worked like a charm, right? Yeah. You didn't have to trip oh, over perfect. all the cords. Just Bluetooth. You don't even need to go uh, near it. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so thank you to Clean Flow. And uh, the only other one, we got to mention uh, your Army Electric. Your Army Electric, because I love these guys at your Army Electric. And uh, your Army Electric, if they don't get it right the first time, they'll get it right the second time. 
And if they don't get it right the second time, you can go fuck yourself. And that's your <laughs> army electric. And leave my cousin Derek alone. Yeah, he's fucking busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all our sponsors. So we got through it. All right. So uh, we had, we did actually did get feedback last week. We got some from uh, Facebook. It said uh, it, was, it was Matthew Thurlow, who's going to be our guest next week, as a matter of fact. Oh, right on. And he said uh, uh, his quote was, great cover of uh, Psycho Killer last week by the Nocturnal Emissions. And then uh, I said, yeah, there's, thanks, Matt. there's no reason why uh, they're the greatest uh, band in podcast history. And he says uh, he's not found an equal. Oh. Not found an equal. That's what he said. So it's a great compliment to you guys. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah. Now, face. FaceTime last night. I didn't even know that's the way I get feedback was on FaceTime. It's on FaceTime. Yeah, but I got some last night from the Barbie Mansion girls. No way. Oh. Yes. They, I they, thought they were done with you guys. <laughs> no, they're not at all. They're hardcore into it. And uh, those guys, uh, they, they FaceTime me, and we had a lengthy conversation. And one time they told me, they said there's a controversy between the two girls. Uh, uh, Blondie... Oh, you're playing their theme song, Dave? You were such a shill. Live in studio. I don't think we have the rights for it. You know, but Bar- Blondie apparently thinks that one segment we do, weir- Weird Facts. <laughs> yes. She thinks it's great. Oh. Good. Right? Good news. I didn't think it was oh. going that yeah. way. Thanks, Blondie. Sarah G, she thinks it's a piece of shit. <laughs> what? She is not a fan at all. Worst thing we do, not she really. fast forwards right through it. Doesn't like the end. Doesn't like it at all. She says, I spend time on the internet. I know all this shit. You're not telling me nothing I don't know. And you know, that's the thing that's the worst heckle I had at the danger room when I did it in Toronto was the guy said, you think I'm going to be like surprised by where you're going with this fucking joke, right? (laughs) And that's the one that really stung me the worst. I was like... in that room, you just gotta tell them to go fuck their mothers and shit. Like, you actually have to. Like, you have to immediately fire. Yeah, I know. Like, you don't can't... even hesitate, or else you're. As soon as you go on your heels in the danger room, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to make sense. Just be vulgar and yell at people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I, I believe it to be true. You know, I don't doubt you at all. It's great advice, and it happens to be uh, not what I did at all. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said it before too. You told me before I, I did you. it, and I didn't do it. Yeah. And then I went back. Anyways. <laughs> Next time, Pete. Next time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Barbie Mansion girls, that's the weird facts. Anyways, they keep doing that on Facebook, and I, I guess anyone can do that, right? Yes, sure. Facebook's a great way to get a hold of you. Or FaceTime, I guess. Oh, my oh, face. FaceTime. Oh, yes. Or FaceTime. The one where you can see your face and talk to people. <laughs> that one. It's like a video chat. And uh, you know what else we got? We got feedback from everybody. I think it was like wow. almost everyone that's ever listened to our show who said there was a buzzing last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't notice. Uh, what, really? Yeah. That was uh, not good. And uh, <laughs> at Michael's party, I got uh, I got feedback from uh, Alex Vondervoort. Hmm. Alex mm-hmm. Vondervoort. Big Dutch. Yeah. He's a super fan of Live from the Dutch Hall. Mm. Knows intimate details about my program. <laughs> I had no idea. He was talking about stuff I said last week, and I didn't know what I said last week, <laughs> right? Because I don't know what I said like five minutes ago. It's a good fan. So, But they know. Like, he knew. <laughs> he actually knew what I talked about. So uh, <laughs> he's a good fan. And he was sticking up for the show, and he also said that in that show, uh, the super fan challenge between Manny and uh, Laurie, uh, he would have won that contest had he been in it. Is that oh. a challenge for the future? Because it sounds like one. It, mm-hmm. you're, uh, and that is what he's. That's what it came to, Michael. Okay. You're exactly right. And I issued the challenge. I said, "Would you be interested in the next one?" He says, "I'm in." So we have our next contestant for the super fan challenge. It's Alex uh, Vondervoort, super fan. Oh my God, my voice. <laughs> Versus unknown. Versus unknown, we still have one slot yet. Oh. It's a mystery opponent at this point Man. in time. Could be the green bastard. So if you can, re- you could be the green bastard. So if you want to reach out to us, do it at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or get or on any of the social media bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> that too. And uh, the only other guy we got to talk to is our good buddy, the Haitian dwarf.
said we go. Hit the bong and suck my dong. Hi ho, hi ho. I was waiting for a cue from you, Pete, but you nailed it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh, cool, man. Didn't know you had it. I had it in me, yeah. One swig of beer and I got my voice in good enough to sing that line. I think it sounded like an angel. Yeah, did, uh, is, is Hasem Dwarf our listener of the week or is there another one? Oh, shit, did I miss him? You know who know it is? It's Alex Vondervoort. Oh, he is. You're dude. the listener of the week. That's right. This is your week. It's your week, Alex. All right. Sorry, thanks for that. I, I didn't it. know. I thought maybe it was Haitian Dwarf. No, it's he's not back. It's Dutch bias. But right he is there. back. That's, what that is. That's great. Yes, it is a Dutch bias. Dutch I, bias have, yeah. I have no problems with it whatsoever. <laughs> I, I support my countrymen. As long as they're good Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> good Dutch. <laughs> I, like to, I like to judge them and no, put them in the category. Normal Dutch, right? Yeah, normal Dutch. The ones that aren't crazy. All right. So anyways, uh, five stars. <laughs> Haitian Dwarf. He gives us a... He does it on uh, iTunes, right? He does what? Nice. Does it. Feedback. It's a great place to do it. (laughs) On iTunes. And uh, he says, mayonnaise on a french fry. Oh, yeah. Number Number one, he says, it's titled Jar of Horrors, but not Jar of Horrors, like the title of our episode, but Jar of Horrors. You know, like horrors instead of horrors. And he says, mayonnaise on a french fry, dot, 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 a culinary debauchery. <laughs> you retarded Dutchmen are even worse than my Jamaican brothers who choose mustard as their preferred deep fried potato condiment. That's a mouthful. Wow. The only correct choice is ketchup. In fact, the french fries are only the proper place for ketchup. But let me guess, dot, dot, dot. You heathens probably put ketchup on a hot dog. Question mark. What do you think, boys? That's what he's bringing out wow. to us. Yeah. Is this guy a Haitian fucking dwarf. communist or something? Yeah. <laughs> Deep he believes He believes really strongly in his opinions, apparently. He said you can only do one thing. <laughs> Haiti. Haiti. Is that still a thing? <laughs> what do they I'm eat? I'm with them. Uh, it's still around? Haiti? Haiti? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I think they're... I heard about it, then I don't hear about it. Go the delicacy that. in Haiti is... Anything you can eat. Yeah. He's angry because he didn't get one of those six houses that the uh, Red Cross built. <laughs> That's why he's angry. He's got nothing to do with the fact that he's short. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a house didn't get built. Dwarf. And when I was growing, brought, when I was brought up, you put any, everything you could on a hot dog. You put it, put it's free food, there, right? Yeah. Sauerkraut, fucking whatever's yeah. in the yeah. Sauerkraut's good. Mustard and maybe sauerkraut. That's it. Mu- yeah, it's you. You are mustard and sauerkraut. That's yeah, it. it's all about mustard and sauerkraut for you. Maybe Bullish. if there's some diced onions, you put even it. in grade school. Even in grade school, this guy would be like, uh, he would only use mustard, and he'd put like so much goddamn mustard on it, you couldn't even like see the hot dog. And uh, I would be using mustard, relish, ketchup. You know, if they would put more shit in there, I'd put that on there too. Right? It was free shit. Mustard, yeah. Let's not talk about hot dogs in in <laughs> grade school. What do you eat on your fries? On hot dog day, when we would get our hot dogs delivered, Pete would open his thermos and pull his hot dogs out of the hot dog water in his thermos. <laughs> my parents were th- my parents and were thrifty. All the other days, he would bring milk in his thermos, but on hot dog day, he'd have to drink the wiener water. Mm. <laughs> true story. That's a really old story. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. But I didn't have to drink the wiener water. I didn't drink it, but he didn't have. I didn't have anything else. Well, your dogs were waiting in that water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like on my, uh, my French fries. What? Dennis Horseradish. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Big shout out. Thank you. Shout out to her. Shout to out local to a guy. good, good like friend. Who's He's been on the show. Who's Dennis Horseradish? He's my buddy Jason Ryder. Yeah. He's been a guest on Is our show. Is that his stage name? Pardon? Dennis Horseradish? <laughs> Dennis Horsradish. <laughs> oh, he no, bought he the just, company. No, he's just his company. Does the Delhi circuit? Yeah, he does the Delhi circuit. And makes you cry with his sweet, sweet horseradish. It's the velvet, the velvet fog. <laughs> yeah, the velvet fog of horseradish. Of yeah, I've been in the horseradish room when they make it, it's and awesome. it's like you oh, burns your. Were you yeah, like, oh burns God, everything. Dennis, what's with the horseradish? Is that what you were like? <laughs> Goggles, please. Yeah, what's with this horseradish? <laughs> I saw all kinds of signs. Dennis Horseradish all the way here. I want to meet the guy. They're proud. Yeah, he's great. I love it. You got to get some on the way out. I might have some in my cupboard. I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> there we go. Get half a jar. It's our local Dennis Horseradish moment. Oh, that's nice. Look at all the plugs we're getting. What a sponsor. Anyways, uh, that's it. That's, that's feedback. We got feedback. 
You guys don't have strong opinion. You 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 would use, of course, we got mayonnaise. What do Germans do? Vinegar? I don't know. <laughs> Gross. It's also good for fires. <laughs> Just so so awful, right? He could have said sauerkraut. He could have said something like that, but no. <laughs> no. Vinegar. Vinegar. It just sounds German, eh? <laughs> what are you, Dan? Peters, is that like a... My name? Yeah, What's Peters. Your What's your background? I'm not sure. No? <laughs> Wa- waspy? You like waspy? I think he's hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have, our, we have two guests that came down to visit us in the Dutch Hall. We should welcome them to the show. Yay. One is a long-time guest, or a multi-time guest. Due for a jacket. He's getting close. He's oh, getting wow. close to Chasm's record here. He's like really wow. nipping at his heels. Is there a challenge? I like it. He's getting close to the jacket type of thing. I don't know what kind I can get him. Smoking jacket. I even drove Chasm's car here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah. Street really? cred. Street cred Norfolk, eh? See those kind of wheels? That I have didn't been need GPS. It just brought me straight here. <laughs> It knows its way. It just knows. Yeah, like a uh, dog when you drop yeah, it off yeah. somewhere else. It yeah. Yeah, because Shazma rides in a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's Matt Ferguson. Matt hey! Ferguson, everybody. Yeah. And, there are, and our other guest is a guy that's uh, he's a staple in the Hamilton comedy community. He's been around for quite a while. I've seen him open up. Uh, I saw you open up for Kyle Kinane uh, a couple years ago, I think. It was my last big thing. Yeah, <laughs> I did. That was the first time I saw you. I think. There you go. Yeah, but uh, he's been. Uh, I've been uh, lucky enough to work both of his rooms. He hosts a room in uh, the. He hosts a room in Hamilton. Uh, Cloud Nine. Correct. Cloud Nine in Hamilton on Wednesday nights, and he also hosts a room in uh, Brant uh, Bransterdam, in uh, Brantford, Ontario, on Tuesdays. He's Dan T. Peters, creepy Uncle Dan. Let's hear it for him. So, uh, Dan, I'm happy to have you in on the show because I think you have a really interesting story. But uh, number one, I'm really kind of also interested because your arc of your life resembles so much the arc that I'm just a little bit behind you on. But yours went off on a a trajectory that I want to try to avoid a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Which trajectory? <laughs> right. It's like uh, so. Like um, you. What did you do before when you were like before comedy? What did you? What were? You, what did you do for a living? I owned my own company. And uh, and uh, you had uh, a wife at the time. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, a long time ago. And then, so you lived like the uh, the regular life, like me, right? I just like lived a regular, old like kind of like. Uh, Posted kids. stamp kind of life, right? Yeah, I had kids in my 20s. You had kids in your 20s? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Raising them in your 30s? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then I did a bunch of cocaine in my 40s. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm wondering that's about. That's what I did. Yeah, so my 40s, I just, I didn't, the cocaine part I didn't do. But I did just like, ru- like I kind of like uh, uh, quit everything I did to the point where I did in the 30s and then just did 40s. And that was around the time you started comedy too, right? Yes. Right? Was that around that time? Yeah, it's forty-one. Forty-one, same as me. So that's that's where I think that the parallel is probably the most part, right? And we're both Dutch. Are you Dutch? You said Peter. Opa! Ah, <laughs> surprise! I'm not. See, Dutch bias, Ferguson. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we got another one in here. It's just the it pol- just works out. Uh, we got ah. Uh, there's a bunch of you now. We still outnumber you. Yeah. Anyways, uh. Where did you grow up, Dan? Hamilton. Hamilton? You're like a born and bred Hamiltonian. Yep. And uh, and so when you come out to Norfolk, have you been out this way before? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. For what reason? Why would you have to come out here? <laughs> Lots of open fields. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess Lots so. Lots of right? tree lines. <laughs> cornfields. Yeah, you know. Yeah, cornfields. They were yesteryear. <laughs> so one of the drones now. You can't, you can't grow weed outside like you used to be able to. No, no, it's it's a different story. Drones. Now. I never you thought know. about that. People used to ride planes and like scout. Yeah. Scout, scout uh, weed bushes and stuff like that. That's that's yeah, like hire that's a crop why you duster. Grow your weed within like a kilometer of an airport because not even a helicopter can hover. Right, right. Check out your crops. That jet fuel Kush. Right. That's, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So be, uh, being from Hamilton, like being a born and bred Hamiltonian, like uh, you guys notice. Like your perspective on 
on what's going on in uh, weed culture, especially because both of your rooms are like a vapor lounges. So uh, that those are unique from us, from our perspective in rural Ontario, where they don't exist, right? But here, around here, we see more like uh, guys that are trying to get their license, like the license the way the government has it set up now, who are like standing in the way of the dispensaries from doing what doing what they want to do. Like a legal producer. Yeah, they're trying to be yeah. licensed producers. Yeah. Yeah, the licensed producers would see the dispensaries as being someone that's circumventing the current rules, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And so that's that is as. So, like, I think it's kind of, like, we're sitting on different ends of it, right? Like, because more people down here would probably be in the production end because we're agriculture. And more people in the city would be in the retail end because they're in the distribution channel, right? Yeah, most of the licensed producers are all in outlying areas. Right? Yeah. And then that's how they, and they would supply the dispensary. Like, in a perfect world, in your mind, how do you see it going down? Legalization in Canada? Yeah, yeah. If you want to grow it, grow it. If you want to sell it, sell it. It's no different than selling a tomato plant. Yeah. That's the way I'd like to see it. Will we ever see that? No, but... Yeah, that's... In in an ideal world, that's the way it should be. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. So... But yeah, you're right. It never will be. (laughs) Nope. No, there's too much money to be made. That's, That's what's happening now is the... It's, it's a, the corporatization of it, yeah. Just, yeah, there's, I mean, there's one company that is now valued at somewhere in the $900 million market. We haven't even seen legalization finalized here. It's, you know, it's Band-Aid after Band-Aid. So, right. Yeah, so that's where we're at. It sucks to see the people who, like, fought to keep it illegal all these years now getting in line to, like, hop on the train and, like, make a bunch of money off it. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Like, yeah. Well, as recently up. as a few years ago, pharmacists were saying they wanted no part of medical marijuana because they didn't see it as a drug. Now they're all, like, having nocturnal emissions about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Drink. Nailed it. Yeah. Cheers. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a, oh shit, I lost my point. But they were saying, they were, um, thank you, Steve. Makes me feel better. Good. What should be happening is the people that have fought against the legalization and the prohibition of cannabis should be the ones that are benefiting from it. They're the ones that got us this far. Now it's political cronies. It's a corporate world. Right, you right. Know, the, There's a lot of people uh, that Trudeau's are... Trudeau's buddy, Chuck Rafiki, was uh, from the executive uh, of the Liberal Party. I can't remember exactly what her role was. And he was uh, involved in one of the major... I think he's still a board producers. member. Yeah, of Tweed, I yeah. believe. Which yeah, is, Tweed, yeah. yeah. It's a loophole. You can be a board member, but you can't like work for the company and be in politics at the same time, I think. Or something. Uh, he worked that out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then that's one of the first guys to get it. They were one of the first three, right? There was, a, it just popped into my head. There was recently a, a local, and it, I think it was re-local to here, like Simcoe, Tup, I, don't, can't, I don't know exactly where I am. It was dark. But, uh, <laughs> I just saw I just saw the, okay, the Dennis Horseradish thing. But, yeah, there was a, a, a family-run company that's going to supply organic weed. Uh, I think they were Dutch. I'm not joking, actually. I yeah, think yeah. they were a Dutch family. Then they're just going to grow small organic batches of weed. Uh, that's a good way that, you know, there should be, just like there are craft brewers, there should be a lot of these little small growers that can avail Yeah, I agree. healthy, so, uh, properly grown medication. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't see why it has to go the way of, like, some big pharmaceutical. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't really be that way at all. And if you look at the way they're doing it in the U.S., in the U.S. right now, it's like uh, I think they got it right. I don't like, know why. Has Snoop Dogg as a as a, a, a figurehead as a spokes not even a spokesperson, but you know one of their uh, what, what would you call him? He's a mascot. They got right. Snoop Dogg. No, they've got him as one of their uh, like like uh, spokespeople. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, that dab is getting to me. <laughs> but yeah, you know they've got him promoting their medicine. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's still he's still having trouble selling it. Yeah. Because it's, they don't have it figured out yet. Right? Yeah, it's garbage product too. So yeah, that's the thing. And they're limited. They want to limit that too. The dose, I think, for when they in the new industry, I think they want to limit the amount that you can put in, like uh, like the, the the concentration that you can do. Yeah, especially we we're kind of talking things. about that on the way up. Like I, I don't I don't know about Canada, but in California right now, they're passed. Like they either just voted or they're going to vote 
on like full recreational legalization. And one of the stipulations in the bill is that no edible can exceed 10 milligrams of THC, which is crazy because for like most people, I guess most people 10 milligrams who don't do it is a decent enough dose, but like I'll eat a hundred or more (laughs) milligrams like in a sitting. So I don't want to eat six brownies (laughs) or 10 fucking brownies to get high. You know, I want to eat a gummy bear. They want so. you to get fat and high. Yeah, <laughs> like it's counterproductive, right? Yeah. I ate like 400 milligrams this afternoon. Some shitty vegan edible that somebody sent me. There's 400 milligrams in it. I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, that'd be like 40 brownies. Like That's what it. I mean. It, like it doesn't make any sense. Right. But I don't know if they're going to do that in Canada. Who knows, right? Right, right. And one thing I think that you guys have in common is, uh, is that you're both open, like both out of the closet uh, drug drug uh, supporters you know what right I mean? right which is not easy for a lot of people to do just to be like open about the, like to, for to, to post things on like social media or you just post weed or my career options are very limited <laughs> yeah <laughs> you kind of think, yeah exactly right you kind of like close a lot of doors burn a lot of bridges right doing stuff like that yeah so to be able to make that step is kind of a commonality in your like between the two of you right that you can uh like what makes you, what makes you like so much not want to just join the like, the other way? You know what I mean? I think we the straight and narrow path or like the boring ass uh, like bankers. The, like yeah, the bankers of the world. The bankers of the world, like the yeah. commuter path or like the regular corporate way of life or whatever. You know what I mean? For me, it's just something I I truly believe in. Like it for like weed and mushrooms and things like that. Like I don't, they don't hurt anybody, so. I think by everybody not joining, and it doesn't mean you have to go out and brag about what you do and post pictures of it all the time, but, like, if you're in the closet about it, then it's never going to be mainstream and it's never going to be okay. And we're finally starting to see a shift right? in, the like, the whole culture, so. Where yeah. there's not the stigma. Yeah, and I also just don't really care, like, what people, like, I, I, I do drugs. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy them. In the shadows. We're in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're not in the closet. Yeah, we're in the shadows. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. No longer in the shadows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because someone else owns the closet. We own the shadows. Yeah. When it first went legal in Colorado, I went with my wife to Colorado and just to see what it was all about. And uh, it, it was still like you could go to the dispensary. It was great. You get your weed in it, whatever. But you still had nowhere to smoke it. You couldn't even like you had to still go hide under a bridge and have a have a joint. <laughs> Is it not legal to smoke it in public there? Is it like drinking? Is that like the deal? Yeah, but where else, you know, where can you do it? You yeah. can't do it in your hotel room or. Yeah. Outside. Yeah, you still got to. Weed wherever. Yeah, you still got to. But you still, I still go to you know, a park and hide under a bridge. Yeah. Is that because it wasn't like socially, ex- but it wasn't socially accepted? Well, there's the only people that I saw smoking like freely when I was in, I was in Boulder. When I was in Boulder was, uh. Uh, like the you know the drum circle hippies. Yeah. I was gonna say they were making a big point Boulder, about yeah. of it. You know they were just trying to make. It was still protesting, kind of, even though it was legal. You know. Were you there? Like you, you were there right when it first became legal. Yeah. So I think I think if you went back now, you would see it like a huge more difference. Open. Just because yeah. everybody made so much money off it that people are way more like supportive of it now. I think yeah. at first anybody who was like I don't know, then they just saw their bank account fucking. Yeah. yeah. Like even citizens just got a check like. Just like a kickback because they sold so much weed in Colorado. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Yeah, I know. And then they don't even, like, it's like, it's a lot of the people, too, that are doing well in the industry. Like, if you, if you watch them, like, in an interview or something like that, a lot of them are, like, they seem like they consume so much of their own product, they're partially, like, yeah. damaged themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're making horrible mistakes all the time and still making shit cans of money. You know? Yeah, there's a ton of money to be made. Yeah. I just don't know why Canada doesn't use a place like Oregon or like Colorado, like like places where it's legal as like a blueprint for how to do it recreationally. Leave it in the hands of guys like Dan who've been running dispensaries and like know what's good. They know, you know what I mean? I don't want some government guy. I don't trust the government with fucking the medication or flu shots or anything. So why would I trust them with well, it's the thing. It's my like, other medicine, my my weed, right? Yeah, it's like if you want to build a windmill. I know it's not a popular analogy, but if you <laughs> want to build a people, man. <laughs> if you want to build a windmill, you don't go. You don't just like try to invent a windmill from scratch. You go to like Holland or God forbid Germany, <laughs> where they've been doing it a lot longer, and you yeah. get their expertise, so you don't have to learn from scratch and make all the mistakes that other people have already made. The, you at least should be trying to make it better. 
nothing's going wrong there right now. So why yeah. would you fuck with it, you know, and start to make it all corporatized and bullshit? Half the people that are in that weed industry right now trying to invest money are just doing it for the to try to make an IPO to put it on the stock market so they can get uh so they can like build the go through the green rush of what's going to happen once you get through these levels of of uh of approval for your license and stuff like that. Right. And then once they uh, once they can sell the story of your weed business being this glorious thing that's going to be really ex- they've already like run up the stock price and then bailed out and then they don't give a shit that's never really made money and then it'll crash. That's just the initial like the initial green right. boom. These guys are all trying to capitalize on it, on, like in a, by corporatizing it. You right. Know? It's it's actually it's like uh, it's kind of fucked up. It's what's going to ruin it, but it, it'll eventually crash. But the people that are always selling product will be fine, like as long as they don't get too. They'll just know that they're going to be there forever. Like that money's not going to be great forever. It's going to go boom and then bust and then. Yeah. level out you know i think the average person i don't know what you think Dan. i think the average person is like kind of naive to how much money there is to be made like with legalization like you obviously everybody's like oh yeah there's tons of money but i don't think people understand how much weed gets sold at dispensaries oh. and like just every like and that's with it being fucking pretty much illegal like, right like it's crazy not pretty much illegal it's illegal yeah illegal like, I if, you're, if you don't have a storefront it's 100 percent illegal yeah if you don't have like your papers and you're not getting it legally but like the amount of weed that gets sold it, it doesn't even make sense. Like, no, you right. your papers, it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, it is 100% illegal. Why, though? Because it's illegal to sell cannabis. The only people that can legally sell cannabis are the licensed producers. Right. I think right. there's 30 in Canada right now. Right. And you have to, like, receive it through Canada Post. You have to get it through the mail. Yeah. You have to order it off a website. You it's already cut up a, a lot of time. You have to send, you have to pay for shipping. There's so many uncontrollables yeah. uh, in getting your meds. And they treat it like it's, uh, the, the licensed producers treat it like it's nothing. They'll say, if you find a strain that relieves you of your, you know, your pain or, the, or your, your medical <coughs> issues and gives you the effect you want, they'll, it'll, just one day it won't be there. Like, yeah, we're out, you know. So we're filling dispensaries. We, dispensaries are filling a void that was created by the licensed producers. We didn't create this void. Right, right. People want to see their weed. They want to smell their weed. They don't want to pick it off a website. Right. They want to know who they're buying it from. Just like anybody else, you guys are from small towns. You know who you buy a lot of your stuff from locally. Right. That's who people want to deal with. That's, That's why it's dispensaries. True. And I think it was the Globe and Mail in the last week or so published an article and referred to dispensaries, especially in Toronto, as a whack-a-mole situation. Because when they bust one, two more will pop up and open, and that other one just pops back up and reopens. It's not going to change. We're going to keep reopening. We collectively, as as competing dispensaries we all have the same mission we're just going to keep reopening it's all illegal it's all unconstitutional yeah. it's one of those things like uh the market's going to determine what the policy is going to do i think it's just the way it's going to have to be it's too strong of a community i think to ignore and then you're going to it's eventually going to have to change it i don't i think the liberals will be kind of soft on it don't you eventually they have to make their Not mind so up. far Right. They haven't done anything. They've talked about it, but they haven't done they anything. They haven't done they anything done yet. Anything. They've put money into their friends' pockets. The Chuck Rafikis and like those guys. Right. But I don't think people are participating in the in the system the way that it's supposed to be used. In you know, the right now? producer system? Yeah. No, what's happening is people are getting... Uh, you have to choose a licensed producer when you get your ACMPR, which is the new legalization program. When you get that, you have to choose a licensed producer and you have to purchase from them. What are people are doing is they're purchasing every, once every three months so they can show their doctor that they're making purchases and they're filling that void with us being dispensaries. And they're coming in and seeing us and they're buying from us. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know multiple people who have, like, their license, like, whatever, to buy weed legally from, like, Tweet or whoever it is, and they all go to dispensaries because it's... It's there in your hands. You can see it. You can talk to somebody, like Dan said. It's like, right. just makes more sense. Yeah, I like the uh, experience of it. I'll tell you, like, like from that perspective, I like the experience of it better because you can feel like an informed consumer. Like, you can even get snobby about it. You know, like I like that. That you can get a little snobby about it. Plus, like, it's just fun to go to the weed store. Yeah, like, it's, it's like going it's to a, a candy good fucking store. time. Yeah, yeah, it's like adult candy store. It's the yeah. shit. It's it's just like the going like it, it'd be like if they made, couldn't go to the liquor store, but you knew like the liquor stores existed, but you 
how to go deal with people uh, that look like Matt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. And you're like scared of those people. Normally. <laughs> There's a, uh, a national, one of the biggest weed and hash competitions in Canada called the Karma Cup. And they had, uh, it was a, it was like a million dollar event this year. So it's a big event. And uh, they rented a pier off uh, in, in Toronto. And right. It was going to be a hundred tent event. They had glass blowing. They had a vapor tent. They had a uh, hundred retail tents. The city threatened the landowner and they pulled the event 48 hours before they pulled the land. And what happened was they moved it into a parking lot off of Church Street and they scaled this event down to a 40 tent. It turned into be a, an open cannabis flea market. So I t- manned a tent for two days and I, it was packed. People were packed like sardines. Not one incident. Everybody being cool. That's what legalization should look like. And that's what it should be. You should be able to go to a flea market or a weed market every weekend in your city and not have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Show you're in 19 and do your thing. Do that with booze, though, and see if there's an incident. Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? There'd just be fucking chaos everywhere if there was a two-day. Like, <laughs> think Oktoberfest. Guarantee there's dozens and dozens of fights and oh, shit like sure. that, right? Like, oh, yeah. Well, man. I was lucky enough to be part of 420 Toronto this year, and that's 20,000 people packed in at Young and Dundas. So that's like one city, not even a city block. They had 20,000 people packed in there. There wasn't one incident all day. No. Introduce any amount of alcohol. You know, that's, uh, that's, there's no comparison. No, it's not even close. It's not, de- it's not. Like I you- attend a lot of weed events. I've never seen anything that required police intervention. Never. Anything that even resembles anything like that. No, the worst that can happen is you green yourself out. Right? Yeah, you lose your weed, you know. Right. You lose your friends for <laughs> yeah. hours in the forest. I don't know. Get yeah. some McDonald's and go the fuck you home. Know, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The most you think is like I had a real, I had a real uh, long conversation, or maybe twenty minutes of a podcast, where like I've regretted it, you know, because I just rambled on where I didn't say anything, you know. Right. That's about it. Yeah. But like, uh, greened out is not that bad as far as like blacked out. Or you wake up and you have, like, fuck somebody that you didn't, like... Yeah, weed's never done that to We've anybody. never done yeah. that, you know? Has everybody in this room greened out? Is there most you guys all, yeah. everybody greened out to some point? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, who's the most famous person you've ever greened out? Dan? <laughs> Ari Shafir, I think. Ari Shafir? Yeah, one of Joe Rogan's buddies. Yeah, yeah, Ari Shafir was, is a great comic, yeah. So he was he down in Hamilton then? Yeah, there was, uh, I had just gotten out of jail, and uh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> and uh, I only had weed that was left behind in my grow room. And uh, so Ari Shafir was coming through town, and I know he's a big stoner, so I had some weed. But it was this shitty weed that had sat in my grow room for, like, the time I was in jail. So I said, I got this really shitty weed. And it, it was so <laughs> shitty, he went back into the podcast with his buddies, and he talked about this guy in Hamilton that had the shittiest weed he'd ever smoked. That would be me. So he came back the next year. I'm like, hey, Ari, you want a dab? And I gave Ari a dab, and we had to delay the show like an hour. <laughs> so then the story was the guy from Hamilton had the shittiest weed the next year, made him go to sleep. <laughs> that story since changed because he says I didn't green him out now. But uh, he just right. needs to go back to his podcast archives and <laughs> listen to the truth. But, yeah, that's, uh, but it's you, you just green out, and, uh, you know, whatever, maybe maximum half an hour, you're feeling fine. It's all... Uh, yeah, my- I gave dabs to a whole audience one time and everybody laughed. I dabbed on an audience. We had to cancel the comedy show. It was like 15 university students. <laughs> everybody want to try this? And then you're like, oh, what did I do? They don't they're- sound scary. It almost sounds kind of fun. It's like, you want a dab? It's like, yeah, I'd love a dab. But I put you do one, you're like, see Satan. You're like, what the fuck? I put conditions on the dab. I said, everybody has to do one or nobody gets one. So out of 15, there's like two people that don't want to have one. So you get the 13 trying to convince the two. It's like a courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they eventually they convinced them all, and uh, they all left. We had to cancel the show. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve angry men just, like, you know, trying to convince the one person that I'm driving. You well, know, you I got to work tomorrow. The underground, that's the worst vapor lounge because it's the, the ceiling's like this, the Dutch Hall. Oh, yeah. But it's like maybe three times the width, and uh, which means three cars could fit in here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, sorry. Out the Dutch Hall, but yeah, so you get 80 people packed in there, 100 people packed in for an Ari Shafir show. Joe Rogan plays there when he's in town, so you fill that up, and just people just drop. 
<laughs> yeah, just like when you see military people, you know, standing in attention for hours and they just start dropping from heat stroke. It's like that with, with stoners at the underground. I've heard like <laughs> so much fun. Rogan and people yeah. talk about it on podcasts. How like you can go in there. He's like, people say contact high isn't real. He's like, go to the underground Toronto. And I fucking proved to me like go in there sober and you won't come out sober even if you don't smoke something. Oh, yeah. But it's so thick. And that's big. That's a big uh, it's a big market like it's an undeniable market and it's a proven to be harmless uh consequence you know from that market you know so i can't understand why it's just those old fucks that are still hanging on to it eh? that's what i think is man fucking dinosaurs yeah you can't suppress the truth it's the information age yeah yeah. i mean that's (laughs) what it is everybody you can't keep lying to people about in this situation we're talking about cannabis you just can't suppress it Right. Feels weird. Somebody with like that gnarly of a mustache to talk about like the information age. I feel like I'm like <laughs> gonna get cast into the future or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a time traveler. <laughs> That's what I want. Is charters? You you looking at his mustache? You know, you, you've been through many mustaches. Oh, you're I thought you this. looked different. You fucking trimmed her down. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, trimmed. And you're looking at what Dan's got. He looks like kind of like, uh, you know, like a Wyatt Earp, right? Yeah, sort of a cowboy-looking thing. Yeah. Now, you're envious. Are, is not, that is that what you aspire it's ten to? Ten inches. No, not in the least. <laughs> ten inches. I mean, it's not. Yeah. You don't have mustache measure? envy. No, it's the wrong color for one thing. Ten inches. What do you mean? He needs to be, be red. It needs to be rooster red. Rooster <laughs> red. Because his looks like his looks like more like a Wyatt Earp, and yours look more like a walrus. You look like uh, <laughs> okay, David Crosby. Her name is Minerva. <laughs> we don't refer to her as the mustache. I was more of a oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My, my bull lesbian. You know it's serious if you name your fucking facial hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah I'm, a little, I'm a little envious of that. She's like <laughs> three years, uh, two days ago. Yeah. He knows the birthday. Yeah. He knows her birthday. <laughs> are you? Are uh, you no, not a little? November, three years ago. I ah, shaved. That makes I sense. Shaved my head for the last time. And I haven't cut my hair since then. I haven't cut my mustache. I haven't been fucked since then either. What about the drapes? You cut <laughs> those? That's just, that's just a guy drow, right, guys? Three years? Yeah, guy drow? Right. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. There's drape. probably married guys in this room who haven't had Typical. sex for three years. Oh, yeah. Start with them, of course. Yeah, no big deal, right? You just rub it against the wash machine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. You guys, I wanted to talk. What else? I, I wanted to talk. We got to do this thing when we close the show. It's called Weird Facts. So you mind going through some weird facts with me, Dan? Weird facts about you? No, I'll say some weird facts and we can just chat about it. Is this the segment that those Barbie girl... Uh, they hate it. Yeah. One hates it. Let's do an extra long it. version of it then. Okay. We can even give her... Okay, ready? Sesame Street was banned in Mississippi upon its release in 1969 due to its interracial cast. Big surprise. Yeah, isn't like Big Bird was black and people didn't like that or something like that? I don't know. It used to be a raven. (laughs) And then there was a big outcry and they made him yellow. I thought it was gorgeous. Are you fucking around or is that true? That's a true fact. No, it's not. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Fuckhead. Yeah. I I heard the raven. (laughs) Nevermore. Gordon got in his Mr. Hooper. Everybody's goth. That was the original. <laughs> Hugh Hefner holds the world's record for the most scrapbooks completed. Another interesting Dutch Hall fact. Never used any glue. <laughs> Just semen. Dutch Hall facts. Come. In case you didn't know. Sticky fingers. 54% of children asked whether they preferred watching TV or hanging out with their dad said they preferred TV. You know what? That sounds like a, a fact that you think would be, you know, like a bad thing. But that means 46% of those kids liked hanging out with their dad. That's a lot of kids. I think TV is way better a lot of times, right? Like, TV, you have options. Your dad's only going to be your dad, right? Kids are shitty human beings anyway. <laughs> right. Selfish, shitty little beings. Sometimes. Get that. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, definitely. I, I did call my kids a, a, a assholes today. I, I had to apologize. How old are your kids? 13 and 14. 
Oh yeah, yeah. that's the asshole eight, man. Yeah, they're starting to be assholes. So I had to call him it, and they said you shouldn't call me names. I said you, you're right, but you were being assholes. So what do you do? Stalemate. Stalemate. We tie. Uh, you know the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings, twice as many as the penis, and more than any other human body part. The clitoris has twice as many nerve endings as the penis. I think it'd be easier to find, eh? <laughs> That's yeah. Unless Jesus. you believe in circumcision. It's so sensitive. What? <laughs> Does female circumcision uh, cut? They remove the clitoris. The entire Sometimes thing. Sometimes they just get a perineal nose plaque and pull it up. Oh, like a Jesus skin tag. Christ. That's a true fact. Which would suck, because if you enjoyed the pain, what are you going to only get one chance at it, right? You're right. Must be great, though. Disgusting facts. Oh, again. Oh, you can't. I've only got one of those things. Damn. It's, it's a conversation that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Round two with my female circumcision, please. <laughs> <laughs> What do the Barbie twins have to say about that? I don't know. You know, in Germany, it's a tradition to kidnap hey. the bride. Boo. Kidnap. To kidnap. kidnap the bride, Steve. You don't cheer for that. Hey, Steve, eh? All right, sorry. Goddamn Germans. Jesus. Germans. By her family. I got I missed my spot. In Germany, it's tradition to kidnap the bride after the wedding, and the groom has to find her to prove his love. Right? Sounds fun. Ooh. Opa! You know, I, I just picture, you know, German kidnapping isn't like a regular kidnapping. It usually would involve a ball gag and shitting on the chest somehow. Is that Fucking Germans. I don't like have play. any experience. That's the Dutch Hall part of it. You know, in Europe, until the 17th century, this is this is what I read. Teenage boys were routinely masturbated by their nannies mm. for a hey good now. night's sleep. Nice pump off, lovely. Yeah, that's a good nanny. That's a good nanny, right? <laughs> They're like, you know what settles them down? <laughs> good hand job. Good hand job. Is that like nanny as in like an old pair, or nanny as in like your grandmother? <laughs> I think it depends on where. Uh, I think it depends which country you're from. Because yeah, that's. I would say like maybe an au pair in point. France, but in like uh, Germany or maybe uh, Poland. Poland. It would be like definitely a relative. It'd be like Filipino nanny or geriatric <laughs> nanny. It's two different level of arousal. <laughs> <laughs> it depends who's jerking you off, really, how aroused you get, right? What about a geriatric Filipino? Yeah. Oh. Experience. I am aroused. Yes. Just the thought of it. Oh. A man received a transplanted heart of a suicide victim, married the donor's widow, and then killed himself in the exact in exactly the same fashion. Wow. <laughs> what, a, what a waste. That's fucking awesome. That's fucked up. Fuck this heart. You know whose fault that (laughs) is, eh? It's firmly the woman's fault. She's obviously a cunt. She's a real cunt. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. There he is. That was a a real nice set. Did they use the heart for a third time? That's like, is that like a hand-me-down? Would you be like, ooh, this has been used twice? Like, Yeah, it's got one defect. It makes you want to kill yourself in the same fashion. <laughs> like Prozac. <Peter. laughs> yeah. One of the side effects is... That bitch. You know, it could have just been both like a common way to kill yourself, you know? Like, just like a... Like, they could have both just shot themselves, you know? Right. It's very American. It's easy, right? Very American, right? It's very American. Like apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> you drop it. Uh... For the first time, this is a shout out to the tobacco people. Hey. For the first time in history, obese people now cost more money than smokers in American healthcare. Really? Start feeding them yeah. tobacco. Problem solved. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Hey, I like it. Tobacco. After the trough of fresh tobacco, ladies. Tobacco. And that's weird facts. I'd like to thank uh, both our guests for coming down this week. Uh, it's great to have you both in. Thank you very much. Yay. I hope you had a good time. Woo. A lot of fun. And uh, uh, if you'd like to support Dan's Rooms, he's got two great ones. 
both in Hamilton at Cloud Nine and in uh, Branford at Branstradam. Uh, they're both great rooms. I've been able to work at both of them. And uh, if you have a chance to go out, it's a great time. I will get you high. <laughs> you will. I'll make sure you have a good time. And uh, Matt Ferguson's touring all over the place. Check him out on Facebook. He's a great follow. I never got a chance to say that one thing written down for you, Ferg, because I'm concerned about you. <laughs> and a gentle thought, lover as well. And I thought maybe we can close it with it. It says, uh, I was visiting your Facebook today. And it says, I'm not gay, <laughs> but one time when I was really high on ecstasy, I jerked off watching Queer as Folk. That's a true story. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's confusing because that whole show was very erotic, eh? Yeah, it, it was also like you just, I didn't have like the internet back then, you know? Like you sometimes you just had to throw it on showcase or whatever. It was like spinning the wheel, whatever came up. <laughs> Red, Shoe, Red Shoe Diaries happened to be Queer as Folk. Tough yeah. call. I live with a guy. <laughs> Exactly. I lived with a guy that got off on Grace Under Fire. It just happened to be the t what was on, you know? Well, Gross. Was it Jack? Yeah, that did Brett it for you? Butler. Brett Butler. Jack. Was it just Jack? What's well, just Jack? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It was my roommate, and he was, I think it was Brett Butler. He had a Brett Butler thing. Did you say Will and Grace? No, Grace <laughs> Under Fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's for Jack. Fuck. Oh, oh that's Jack that was from the Will and Grace. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Anyways, thank you both for coming in. Uh, I'm at the Kiwi next week, but who gives a shit? <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> and uh, does Dell have a strip club yet? No. no. Not in Norfolk no. County. Simcoe does. Nope. No. Nickies. You gotta go up to Nickies. Yeah, you gotta go up to Nickies. Yep. Oxford County. Oh, they yeah, they close it. It's a moratorium. Like that was one of my favorite. I take a bunch of ecstasy and we'd go to Malibu's and look at the girls that weren't working the tobacco farms take off their plaid clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy was the bouncer, the bartender, and the, the DJ. DJ. So you'd be ordering a beer and he'd go, "Hang on, guys!" And he goes, "Okay, everyone, make some noise for June. Everybody, Dan, make some noise for June." And then he'd be like, "What do you want to drink?" And then he'd bounce somebody. Same guy. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, that's right. We were so, uh, and I think it was all freelancer. It's classy. It's a classy. Up and comers. Oh, it was up and comers. Up and comers. Open mic. When they weren't bailing hay, they were taking off their clothes. It's uh, it's no longer though, eh? No, they closed it. And, Real shame. Uh, then Steve here puts a moratorium on it. Ruins it for horrible. everybody. He says it's only Steve. one year. It's only one year. He yells at me, and I'm like, you know what? Those the people that came from other countries to help us get our crops out of the field had to sit there and jerk off to their buddy in the shower because they didn't have two strip clubs to go to in That's the right. Simcoe. Get it's released. not my fault. I didn't do that either. What did you do? Sit in the meeting? Weren't you outraged? You represent the Dutch Hall at those meetings wasn't, every week. wasn't even in the same room. Did you oh, get a really? for that? <laughs> How do you know about that stuff then? I thought you were in the room because you didn't know about that. Yeah, you, I was. You were in the room, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> I sense. I knew he was lying, eh? You can't <laughs> trust him, Dave. Spidey senses. Charges, did you quit your job? Is that why you're here? <laughs> no, just by chance. We didn't mention Charge's stupid fucking hat either. That's the <laughs> thing. He wears it in here for a reason because the Cubs won the won the World Series. Oh, it's a big deal. And what's the big deal, right? How, when did you buy the hat? <laughs> I had. I swear to God, Cubs are my National League team. Is that how it goes? That's right. Who's your American? Am I not allowed? Was it Cleveland? Jays, obviously. <laughs> it was Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> both Did it have to be Cleveland? I might have a Cleveland hat on Kijiji right now for sale. Is it the same hat? I couldn't tell. I looked online trying to see what the score of the game was, and it was like C's beating C. Which C is which? Uh, the Indian face on the other one. It's a dead giveaway. <laughs> you know, Indian isn't even a bad... Uh, uh, word in in the states apparently. Yeah, you know, like it is here. We only say, care here. Yeah, we only care in Canada and the states. They don't give a shit at all. They say it on the news. But yeah. they can't believe we use the term native. Yeah, the, that's, the American comedians can't believe that they allow themselves to be referred to as natives up here. They think Indians better. Yes, which is an incorrect. Uh, the, Look at who they're going to choose for a leader. That, yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. We are way different, right? They're fucking stupid or something. Not stupid. <laughs> no, they're fucking. Yeah, but they're pretty. I think that was an accurate. Yeah, stupid. stupid yeah. But, yeah. yeah, fucking stupid works. They think we're nice <laughs> until they listen to this podcast. <laughs> Not individually, but like as a whole, when you look at it from space, you know, <laughs> collectively you're grouped up by dummies. True. 
True. True. Mm-hmm. We're getting there too. True fact. <laughs> Anyways, let's leave it on that happy note. And you want? To, thanks a lot, guys, for coming in. Thanks, like man. us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Can we go visit Dennis Horseradish now, please? Oh, let's have a nice shout out, Horseradish. Other than that, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit it.